listeners. My name is Dallas Rotella. I am the multimedia editor here at The Northwind, and I am joined with... My name is Andy Ballinger. I'm the opinion editor at The Northwind, and today on this podcast session, we will be talking about AI, ChatGPT, and how it affects education. But before we do that, let's meet the staff, starting with... Hi, I'm Madeline Plattenberg, the features editor. I'm Katja Rothorn, the editor-in-chief. My name is Riley Wilcox. I'm the news editor. I'm Jackie Phillips, the assistant news editor. So ChatGPT has kind of been all the rave recently. It seems like everyone is talking about it. Everyone has an opinion about it. So what is your guys' experience with AI? How do you feel about it? I think AI is the most terrifyingly and funny like event that is happening in human history right now. Because AI has always been like a like a thing, right? Everybody's always been talking about AI, uh, how artificial intelligence will like be the next step forward into human evolution, and how we live our daily lives. Um, so you know, it's really nice to see that it's finally happening. Um, we can finally be scared of like what are, what happens if a robot decides to go crazy. You know those those uh, Terminator like thoughts that happen every time you think about a robot. Um, but most importantly, it's really great that I can see uh, people use it to uh, generate uh, AI art that is completely unique, that just should not be on the internet. Thanks. So. <laughs> well, doesn't AI art, hasn't there been a lot recently about artists saying, hey, this I don't like that? Because it's using artist original work. Like copyright laws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, um, when they, you can generate, there's an, there's art generators out there where you can literally put in any prompt and it will come, it always looks like a little bit off, right? Like the hand will merge in with the background on accident or the, the face looks a little like out of place. Um, but you can pretty much generate any kind of art you want now. And because, yeah, it does use other artists as a reference point. Um, there's many times where you'll get a very slight variation of someone else's art, um, and, you know, especially if it's, like, artists that are doing, like, making graphics to, like, get paid, and now someone can just get the image, a different, unique image for free. Like, where does the line draw on that? But how good could it become where we start not being able to distinguish what was made by people with effort um, and what was made in three seconds by a robot? Yeah. I guess robot's not the right term, but you, you know what I mean. Um, also, I enjoy... Uh, the how you, you can encode any voice uh, pattern into the AI, and the AI can an AI can produce how that person would sound saying anything, and it's not awkward like it used to be. Um, so now you can have you can make celebrity figures talk to each other, and uh, one of the, I think the the most famous example right now is uh, the presidents playing video games with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm. I am in love with those videos, but they sound so real and like they have emotion behind them, um, which is a little scary. Yeah, and that's been an issue in the past, especially, I don't know if you guys remember the whole deepfake like phase where celebrities were being uh, portrayed as, in like um, e- like explicit videos and it wasn't them, but it looked very much like them, like their face was put on these videos and it it's... We're drawing a line between, like, how can we 
regulate or how do we go forward in a legal matter? Like, say, Getty Images wants to sue this AI generator because they're obviously using photos that were taken by them. Like, the watermark is in the bottom corner, but it's, like, slightly wavy, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're really... AI is not only affecting, like, the legal field, but it's also affecting education and artists and stuff. So where do we go from there? I think it's so hard to censor things, especially I think censorship comes in with AI, too, where it's pulling from all over the Internet, right? And the Internet is a really weird place, and there's a lot of harmful information, too, that's on there. And if this AI is not able to distinguish, it doesn't have that same moral compass or values that um, humans are able to usually wrestle with I think that creates a lot of issues where it is not the words words are charged and words have a lot of meaning um and the AI is just it's a word generator and it's able to find patterns within words but if it doesn't always understand the meanings of words I think um there can be a lot of issues with censorship in the future and there already are um not only with images and like copyright laws but also with um language and how it's used to also um yeah, create a lot of hate. I think that's a, a concern of mine as well. Um, but then in terms of like plagiarism, which I think is a really like key word on a lot of college campuses, is it plagiarism if you use an AI generator? Um, and I've been doing a lot of like reading on that. And I think kind of where I've come out with that is um, no, it doesn't feel like plagiarism in a lot of ways. It also, I think that there's a time and a place to use it. Um, and as someone who is, considers themselves to be an academic and really puts a lot of like value on, um, like personal creation and turning in work that matters. I'm also identify kind of jokingly as like a recovering perfectionist as someone like needs to have a high standards and like quality of work. Um, there's also this idea that we've encountered as a human society in a lot of ways as a like Western culture a lot of technology that feels revolutionary in the moment, right? And this, this is pretty big. Like, this has a lot of capacity, a lot of uses, and a lot of different ways that we can't even predict how it's going to go. Um, but an example I read was, like, calculators. Like, that revolutionized math, right? And I'm using air quotes here. Um, this idea that um, you didn't have to do it on paper anymore, and you could just, like, type numbers in, and it gave you the answer, and you didn't have to, like, think about it. And there's, like, tests, and yeah, sure, you can cheat on them, but there's, like, calculator portions and there's non-calculator portions. Mm -hmm. um, and there's different ways that, like, Wikipedia has a lot of great uses. And, yeah, should you trust everything on Wikipedia? Probably not. When it first came out, a lot of teachers were like, oh, my God, this is going to change everything. Like, like they're going to be able to look up anything they want. They can find information on it. I think there's a lot of different ways that the Internet has had a lot of uses. Um, and I guess calculators aren't <laughs> entirely the Internet. But, like, technology has found ways to be incorporated into classrooms. And I think as opposed to just putting a great like a, a hard ban and saying absolutely not like a no tolerance policy on chat gpt one you can't enforce that um and i don't think there is going to be a way to enforce that and it feels like a losing battle and it's almost going to make it seem more appealing for students that can get away with it of like oh my gosh i can use chat gpt for nearly anything and get away with it and sure that maybe there's some consequences but i think a lot of people that are even using it um there's not a lot of motivation um, if you're using it for literally everything, which I think if you ban something, there is some appeal and like, oh, I can get away with it. I might as well. Um, if there's like a complete ban, I think it actually, it actually may increase people's will and like there's an excitement factor being able to get away with it. But also one of the examples I was reading online, like one of the stories, I think it was on Crimson. 
um, thecrimson.com, there was an example of an anonymous student that was just like completely burnt out, had written one article, like one short essay, and used ChatGPT for the second essay. And while I don't think that was maybe like the right move, it was the right move for her in that moment. And I don't think that's bad. I don't think that should be punished in a lot of ways. I think if people can be able to incorporate chat, and by people, I mean like professors, teachers, educators, if there can be ways for us to incorporate ChatGPT in a similar like calculator, no calculator sort of system where ChatGPT can be used in these areas and not saying explicitly on the assignment, use ChatGPT if you want to on this. But I think talking about it and actually creating discussion about it can create an environment um, where it can be embraced and maybe will be able to be used somehow in the classroom. I don't have an answer for like what that looks like yet or how to actually incorporate it. I think that's up to the educator and the system. And obviously there's so many different ways that we do education um, and like languages, for example, like foreign languages, maybe we'll have fewer uses for chat GPT mm-hmm. um, than say like a psychology class with a lot of papers. I don't know. Um, but I think there's ways to try to incorporate it in different areas. But I also think that by doing a complete ban, it's just, it's going to make it worse. And I think that might be the only way forward. I don't know what that looks like, but I think banning it is not the answer. I don't think banning it is the answer either, but I think ChatGP is different from a calculator in that when you're using a calculator, it is so easy to make mistakes. Yeah. Like, especially like graphing calculators when you're doing like all that jazz. I'm like, yeah, I've like, I've done poorly on the calculator portion of exams just as the Mm non-calculator portions. With ChatGPT, I don't know if there's that kind of, um, what's it called? Human error. Yeah, like that room for error. Like how much, I mean, besides it's somehow collecting false information on the internet somewhere, how often does it make that error? Mm-hmm. Is that something that we know? I don't think, I think there's examples out there of it mm-hmm. being wrong, of it collecting false information. And it says it so confidently too, you have to like fact check it yourself. Yeah. And if you just completely turn in something from ChatGPT with no like fact checking or editing of your own, I think that that can lead to a lot of different issues. But I think that's how it should be incorporated. Mm-hmm. Like let's use ChatGPT as an example of maybe how we should edit something or how to fact check something. Yeah. Like, and especially in like a newsroom, like that could be a great way to mm-hmm. teach editors. Like here's how you should be go through and fact check things. Yeah. I think another concern too, that feels really valid is there some people that will feel uncomfortable using ChatGPT or that it doesn't feel authentic because there is not, unless it is used in that sense of like it, as a learning tool of mm-hmm. actually going through and editing and looking at all the different words that it's producing. I think there's people that will be like, well, I don't want to use ChatGPT. I have the option to, but I just it doesn't feel right. Or there's just some, you, like you don't, if you don't have to and you choose not to and you put in way more time, like there's so much more time that goes into writing an essay from scratch from your own brain with your own like synthesis as opposed to someone that's able to write it through ChatGPT, I think there also might be some, like, how to regulate that, even just when the, when a, how to regulate that within a classroom, between students even, because I think there can be a lot of issues within, I'm not entirely sure what I'm trying to say here, but I think the issue lies within people that are able to use it well, that have a good handle on using ChatGPT for assignments, able to get stuff done way faster than people that choose to do it by hand. And I think those discrepancies and that like inequality, which it's by choice, but just having the option to use ChatGPT, I think can create some issues as well if it's an option for students as opposed to like being mandatory or whatnot. Right. So now you're, 
you know, you're being asked to, let's say you write, write an essay on what your opinions are on these chapters of this book, right? Go with that prompt. You can, if you can find a way, that's like, the, that's the most human way. How do you feel about this? If now you can find a way to like, write me an essay on the comparisons of this and this and uh, that happened, like the theme of the book and the theme, like an actual historical event the book revolves around. And then you can just start cutting things out and putting your own like bits in there to make it human and then turn it in and get a hundred percent on it. Did you really do any work? Like if you just replace some of the words and especially like, what if it's like write an essay on a, like look something up and write an essay on it and like a historical factual essay. All you have to do is enter it in and then go fact check you know, like every cup every once in a while. That's still like, is that doing any any work are you learning anything are, mm -hmm. are you applying that as we've seen with uh how it started you know it started with simple prompts now you can write a whole essay you can generate images you can generate voices you can i i don't know if you guys have seen that video yet there's a call like one of those spam calls that sound it sounds like a human that's talking to you but it's completely an ai and it takes what you say it transcribes it in text and then it responds to that text Right. I heard about that. Yeah. So you're on the phone talking to someone that's like, they sound not right. Like they sound like a robot, but then you ask them, are you a robot? Or like, like are, are you just like spamming or something? And they're like, they completely deny it. And it's like, it's a little scary. And like, this is going to advance and there's going to be another thing. Mm -hmm. um, and there's going to be eventually just, hey, write me a paper without plagiarism in this style. And it's going to be correct on the first go. You just redo the school system. I think the school system right now, first of all, it doesn't, in my opinion, obviously, this current education system is it's built for a very specific type of learner. And I think we're getting closer, but it's very textbook-based. It's very sit-still-and-listen-to-lecture-based. There's a lot of essays. Homework tends to be pretty written for the most part. And I think as we progress, I would like to see a change in that. I think there are different ways. But I think what ChatGPT is telling me right now, too, is that the current way we are doing our education system is going to need to change. It's going to need to flip. It's going to need to adjust. And I think that involves more, um, like, assessments within the classroom where you're not on ChatGPT, where the grades are coming less from out-of-class like out assignments um, that maybe can be just kind of fabricated. And it's more... I would like to see more interaction, to be honest. And I think it's not possible. And I'm not saying this is, like, a complete way to solve the issue and I think it's going to be hard to implement and it's going to be a lot more work for the teachers and I think that it's going to be it's going to be really difficult also to convince America that this is the change we need but I think it is a sign that the way we do assessments and grading and homework and this current like yeah system of higher education and also like high school elementary and middle school too I think there's going to need to be some sort of change within the system itself to actually fix that, because also, even without ChatGPT, you can completely float through an undergraduate degree for the most part, through cheating. Absolutely. Depending on what you're doing. Like, this is not, it's not so much that it's changed. If you want to, you can. Mm -hmm. I think that's, without ChatGPT, you, yeah, you can pay someone else to do your homework for you. You could probably get something else to write it for you for free. Maybe not to the same extent, and it'll be maybe a little bit more time intensive, but not as much as actually writing it yourself. And ChatGPT is just kind of streamlining that process a little bit. 
but people that already want to kind of, they don't want to go through that actual human process of learning the actual skill through the writing, through the thinking about it. I don't think ChatGPT is going to change that. I think it, the tools already exist for the most part, and this is just kind of another accessible tool out there. I think the system itself needs to change, and maybe this will actually create some sort of shift within that. It's going to be slow. It's going to be gradual. It's going to be really controversial. I think that there's going to be a lot of bumps in the way, mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone's going to agree on how, where we actually should go with it. But I think this has started conversations within administration, within areas, and I think the conversations that center around banning it are going to be the ones that are taking the slowest to actually change the systems, to actually talk about how we can move forward with ChatGPT, what the system needs to look like in order to have assessments that are, one, meaningful to students, first of all, actually do not center around mm, work that's easy to be plagiarized, I guess. And we're a society so based in writing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a not a bad thing. Writing is really powerful. As I said, like words carry a lot of power. But we're so writing-based sometimes um, that I think things like ChatGPT and like these other essays that you can write don't always be meaningful to students. And putting so much weight in like written product is not always beneficial for the education itself. I think if there's ways we can change assessments that are less writing-based, maybe there's more discussion, maybe there's more other ways of assessments. And yeah, I don't like participation-based classes because they kind of suck and they're a little bit terrifying to like know that I have to talk when I go to classes. I don't think that's like the solution, but I think it's a better step compared to just grading based off of essays. Um, It's not... Yeah, again, there's no perfect solution. I don't think there's, like, an answer out there that we can be like, that's what we're moving towards. Mm. But I think these discussions, if they're talking about completely banning it, completely getting rid of it, you're gonna, it's going to completely just cut off any conversation about how to change. And that fear of change is really going to be what I think creates the most problems. It's not ChatGPT itself. Yeah. I wasn't with you at first. Like, when you're first like, I don't think ChatGPT is plagiarism. I'm like, mm, girl, I don't know. But then you started talking about how, like, not everyone has the same learning style. And I totally agree Facts. with that. Not yeah. everyone has the ability to write fluently, proficiently. That's just, it's like a, it's an acquired skill and it comes from writing. And it's writing a good skill. A I'm and not it saying it's a bad skill. skill. Yeah. But not everyone has that. Like, my, no, I'm not even going to say it. Okay, anyways. But I don't know, like, I feel like me, I really enjoy writing. And if I was in a class and I was told that, like, my counterparts are going to be able to use chat gp and i'm like but i feel like that's gross and cheating and whatever but writing maybe comes more naturally to you yeah and i totally get that you're proud of what you turn in yeah yeah i don't yeah but like what kind what what happens when it becomes the the chappy chat gpt writes better than someone who's trying to learn how to write so if i think that's where like the drive has to come in like you have mm, this is, it's really putting on the, there's like systems to change systems and then there's like individuals within the system. And for me, I really enjoy the process of learning. Like I, does it suck? Absolutely. I actually have like detested writing essays sometimes oh, and they kill my soul just a little bit. But I'm usually proud of what I end up turning in and being able to, I, I published this or I'm proud of the work that I'm turning in or I feel like I'm learning. I can see actual growth through my writing, through other assignments that I've done, through just looking back at myself, mm-hmm. the growth that I've done through college. I think there's other people that do not have that same desire or have not, maybe, I think it's a learned skill. Like, I don't think it's a natural, inherent characteristic that 
we love learning. I think it's kind of a skill that you just like you grow. Maybe someone inspires you to love learning. And as long as we're promoting this love of learning and actually the human process of learning, Mm -hmm. maybe that can be done through chat GPT. But if we, I think we've created such a system of getting the grade and not the process that that's where people are like, Oh, I I can just, I can coast through school and get a three point something Mm -hmm. with minimal effort. There's no learning process involved. That's where I think we fail as a society. Sorry, this is getting like, no, I'm, I, there's a lot of critiques of society here, but, but I, I think totally the problem agree. is not, it's the system. <laughs>